Howdy and welcome to the Confidence Through Health podcast. I'm Jerry Snyder. As an elite level athlete, owner of All In Health and Wellness, and author of the book Confidence Through Health, my goal is to help you achieve your goals and dreams using health as the conduit to get there. If you ever had a friend pass away and you wonder how that family is now going to make ends meet financially because that friend was the single income winner or the main income producer for that family. It's a tough situation that, that we see happen all the time with our friends. And don't be stuck in that position. If you need life insurance, uh, reach out to Matt McGilvery with New York Life. His contact information is on the Confidence Through Health com page under sponsors but life insurance is something that you need it's something that will help not for you but for your family if you leave um, this earth unexpectedly or prematurely uh, whether it's due to health concerns or due to accidents make sure that you're prepared and that you're financially set and your family is, is able to financially make it through that tough time. So reach out to Matt McGilvery with New York Life Insurance. Welcome back to the Confidence Through Health Podcast. This is Jerry Snyder bringing you a conversation with Pam Moorhead. She is the owner of Health and Soul Fitness in the Austin, Texas area. She works with uh, people virtually and in person as a trainer, nutrition coach, behavior specialist, corporate fitness specialist. We talk about the psychology behind fitness and health because she started out as a psychology major and has now come around to helping people with the behavior changes, which tends to be a lot of psychology involved in that. We talk about tips for staying healthy during the holiday season. We talk about other areas of bootcamp fitness, motivation, uh, ways to be successful, and how it's not always about the exercise or the food that you eat. Um, your health is so much more than that. And she explains her philosophy on that and her approach to health and staying healthy and understanding that sometimes you're just going to make a mistake. So here's our conversation with Pam Moorhead. So uh, welcome, Pam, to the Confidence Through Health podcast. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here. Appreciate you uh, reaching out. Yeah. So, you know, it's important for me to bring different um, people on that have got, you know, different stories about how they got into health and wellness and fitness. And uh, I think it also is beneficial to people to hear that you can come from different, different places and still be healthy at different stages of life and different things going on. So um, tell us what, brought you into wanting to be someone who's teaching health and fitness and nutrition and working in that, that realm? Sure. So I, you know, was the, uh, I had a love for sports as a child and was always really active, uh, did gymnastics and cheerleading, all the little fun stuff like that. And then when I went to college, I, Um, figure out my major and did not know what I wanted that to be. Um, and I thought, I knew I let, wanted to help people. I love right. to help people. And so I thought I'll go into maybe counseling or something in the 
psychology. So I started taking some psychology classes and those were just really weird for me. So, um, so I decided, and then a friend said she was going to major in exercise physiology, which was a new field right then. So I was like, well, I'm going to check that out. And I went and I loved the classes. It was such a fit with who I was. I just love how um, much better I feel when I am moving. Um, And so I only got my master's in health education so I could help people more. Um, And it kind of took an academic route for a while. And then when I had kids and I wanted to um, just have a more flexible schedule, I started doing the uh, personal training and the group training and which is super fun. And that's how I transitioned into what I'm doing now. So, okay. So you've always wanted to help people. Yeah, that's always been big for me. And um, and like I said, I've just always known. I feel like there are a lot of things fitness does for uh, people. Like I feel like when we are moving and active, um, it well obviously it re- uh, releases a lot of endorphins, but we just tend to be have a better outlook in general. We tend to right. open up before with other people. Um, and it just creates a better space. Um, mentally and emotionally um, for myself and for other people. So I found that that was just a really um, kind of a fun area that I could help people in. So you're sort of getting a little bit back into the psychology side of (laughs) health when you work with people. Yes, it's very true. Um, Yes. In fact, when I went to get my master's, I was still torn between the two and I started to get my master's in counseling. And then again, I just was like, ah, I just don't think I can sit all day and mm-hmm. in a chair and listen to people. And, um, and I have found that I've had the opportunity, like you're saying, to really help people, not just physically, but mentally and emotionally and spiritually and just in every area of life right. through the physical. So that's been uh, very rewarding. And, and yes, the older I get, which is happening, um, <laughs> I, um, I see it even more, you know, or maybe I see it differently. I, I see that, um, that we really need that physical release to stay right. healthy mentally. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and, and that's, that's a scary thing for some people, especially if they've experienced that before to know that, you know, if I'm going to come to this, you know, workout, uh, whether it's an individual with a personal trainer or in a group session uh, or even just by yourself, sometimes you're scared to just go exercise because you know, I'm going to bring up these feelings and these emotions or these thoughts. And I don't want to deal with that right now. You know, so you back away from it. That's very true. Yes, I think that um, especially for somebody who is not an exerciser, I guess you would call them, or who's just been away from it to try to get yourself to go to a group or even go to a trainer that you don't know, which a lot of times people don't know someone they're reaching out to online these days. um, It can be so intimidating. Um, There's, you know, obviously there's so many crazy ideas out there about 
perfect bodies and um, what we should be able to do and physically and everything. And um, it doesn't, fitness sometimes cannot feel like a very grace oriented place. Right. It can feel like it's more of a shaming place. And usually, usually I feel like people put that on themselves, but no matter whether we put it on ourselves or we hear it from other messages, it can be true. And so I agree that it can be very intimidating um, to come to a group or come to a new person or just try to work out when you don't know what yeah. you're doing. Right. That's right. huge. Well, and I think that, that I don't do a lot of group training myself, but I know uh, a lot of people that do. And of course I, I, I coach athletes in a, in a group setting. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's very true that, that sometimes you think I'm not going to go because I'm scared of what they're going to think of me or, you know, the shaming side of it. When in reality, vast majority of those people are just focused on themselves. And I've got to get through the next exercise or I've got to get through the workout myself, (laughs) you know, and they're not really worried about the person over there that's not able to do the exercises or it's doing them better than they are. Like it's, you get too involved in what you're doing, which is the good part of it. Yes, that's very true. And I, and I feel like in most groups, I know in the groups that I coach, everybody is so encouraging to the new people. You know, yeah. we all love to see people succeed. Um, and if you're super competitive, sure. When, but hey, if you're new, you're going to make those other people feel good because they'll have someone they could beat because <laughs> you're new. But, <laughs> right. but, you know, like I think most of us, um, we like to cheer for the underdog. So we like to see them succeed. So if you feel like an underdog, it's a great place to go because you're going to probably get a ton of encouragement. Um, Right. So um, when somebody's, coming to a boot camp for the first time or they've come in for a long time. What do you, cause I know you've been doing this for a while. What do you think is the biggest benefit of coming to a boot camp? Um, I think the biggest benefit of coming to a boot camp is uh, the community aspect. Yeah. So it's funny. I call our stuff boot camp, but um, right now, 98% of what I'm doing is on is virtual. And right. so it doesn't really fit the whole boot camp model, but that doesn't, I mean, so it's workouts, but I, um, but I still try to have that community connection, which is hard on Zoom for sure. Yeah. But uh, we uh, out at the beginning and a little bit at the end and, um, I think that people, I mean, we all want to connect. We're all starving for community right now, right? Right, yeah. So um, I think that just a little bit we do, just seeing other people, other faces, doing just what you're doing. They have similar goals. Um, I, I think it's huge. And like one thing I try to do at the end of my virtual sessions right now is I try to either give us um, – try to well not give us i ask people to give me like an intention they set for the week or a healthy mm-hmm. habit they want to work on or something good about themselves which can often be the hardest thing to right. do to say something good about themselves that 
something that just connects us not only in our working out, but connects us as people with similar struggles and similar goals. And so I think that that aspect um, is probably what has just kept my people together for a long time now and help them to tell their friends, hey, you know, there, this is going on and these are people just like us and we right. can do this together. Well, I think that goes back to the psychology side of it a little bit too, in that, you know, it's, it's not working out for your health. Yes. There's the exercise piece of it of like, you know, the, the physical workout is actually healthy to do, but it's not just do that for an hour. And then the rest of the 23 hours, you don't have to think about it. You don't have to, you know, there is, there is a joining of that from the mental side of it to really get the benefits you know, for the rest of the day, for the rest of the week, um, and to build on that. And I think having that community is definitely a big piece of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you can, you know, if you can get your people to connect outside of that is even bigger. Like if, you know, whether it's on Facebook or a group text, you know, or, um, you can get a little bit of, whatever, joking, sarcasm, something fun, mm-hmm. you know, or something encouraging, then um, it helps us to, to just remember, like, this is part of who we are it's, it, and part of who we want to be. Right. Um, it's not just about trying to lose 10 pounds or just getting, you know, getting uh, our workout in in the morning. So Right. And you have people that can celebrate those little things along the way with you. You know, that, that whether it's Absolutely. the first time you're able to do a, a push-up the correct way or the first time you run a 5K or, you know, whatever that is, or the thing that you've, the intention that you've set that you want to complete that week and you actually do it, that has nothing to do with exercise, but you finally True. had the confidence to do it because you were doing the exercise. Having those people to share that with, I think, is a huge benefit. That's true. That's true. Like we, uh, when I asked the intentions, like one gentleman last week, he said he, he was going to declutter um, his brain. <laughs> so he was going to, he said that would include both like emails, getting rid of old emails. Right. It was going to include some things around his house, you know, things that would keep him in a better mental state. And, and it's sure it's true for the others as well as myself. I'm like, I need to do that too. And not like I need to do it in a bad way, but that's a great idea. Like just doing one little thing will help me so much more in finding joy or, you know, in my day. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And and it's, it it is funny how those little things come up and you're like, Oh, or or sometimes it's the things that, you know, you should have been doing, but you've just either slacked off at doing them or, and you go, Oh yeah, that's one of those things I'm supposed to do too. I know this morning it actually happened to me. I had some study time. And then when I was done with it, I had my phone and 30 minutes later, uh, I'm not sure what I had done, you know, and that was another person's thing last week was they said they were going to be very intentional with their phone so they could take back their free time, own their own free time because they had given it over to their phone. And I was like, I just did that. What on earth did I just do for 30 minutes? I have no idea and whatever, but yeah. Yep. 
Yeah. So I, I always receive a lot of encouragement from others. Yeah. Um, so what, uh, like what tips do you have? We're talking about tips. So what tips do you have for like, we're getting ready to be in the holiday season in the winter months, which it's, it's, you know, I want to say historically, but it is, it's typically, it's a difficult time to work out. It's a difficult time to stay healthy with, I mean, of course, who knows what's going to look like this year with COVID as far as holiday parties and that kind of thing. But um, I'm sure there's still going to be cookies and candy and peppermint stuff and, you know, all the the traditional stuff that goes with the holidays. Um, what, What one, two, three tips do you have for people when they get to that situation and like they've been working hard, you know, maybe all summer into the fall and now it's like, uh oh. Right. Yes, I know. It's huge. Um, So the one thing I try to encourage us all to remember is that our celebrations are really about the people. Our food is there for pleasure and it's fun and it's not a bad thing. We want to enjoy it. But if it was really just about the food, then we'd go be by ourselves and eat all the food, right? Right. It's really about gathering together. And so if we can take our focus and put it on the people, then it takes away some of that power of what am I going to eat? What am I not going to eat? You know, what is this? It's going to happen to me at this party. And which focus is huge for any aspect of our life. I always say, you know, whatever you focus on, it's going to get bigger. And so if we could focus on the people there and try to put our our eyes like finding out things about them, asking them questions, whatever, and get our eyes off of ourselves, which I'm guilty of for sure. But if I can, when I can do that, I'm going to have more fun. And it's I can have a few things and focus, and it takes some power away. Like I said, then yeah. of course I think the things that I know you've heard, and if you've asked other people that they've said, I think that if you um, if you drink water before you go, mm-hmm. drink at least one tall glass of water. If you're starving, eat an apple and drink a glass of water. Um, or maybe a few, maybe have, you know, 10 nuts or nuts are a good thing to um, go for a serving of at the party. Right. You know, you're going to still have some protein, even in with your, if you're going to indulge and have sweet, have some protein in there too. Keep your, um, your blood chemistry balanced a little right. bit so you don't, you know, get shaky. And then also determine uh, what you want to do before you go. Like if you know that if you drink alcohol and you want to do that, so determine, like think about it first. What am I going to have? One glass, two glasses. Like what's my limit? Um, and that's what I'm going to have. And one thing that has been super helpful for me with sweets um, is when I learned that actually you get your greatest satisfaction out of your first two bites of a sweet. The first bite oh. is even the most. So like you're, uh, you're, you're being satisfied that right. it is going to come. I always say that word wrong. Say shady. Say, <laughs> say yeah. yeah. Anyway, you're going to get the most of that in your very first bite. And then the second bite is close. So let's have one to two bites if you want. Now, maybe not one to two bites of 30 items, but one to two bites. (laughs) 
sides of what looks like your fun because after that it's not that fun anyway so that's interesting i hadn't i hadn't heard that um it makes total sense uh you Mm -hmm. know from the from the release of chemicals and how it all works it makes total sense that that's the biggest that initial bite um and i think that's the setting the limit before you go i think is really good too because it then your afterthought is not oh, I went to that party and I ate too much or I drank too much. The afterthought is I went to that party and I did exactly what I wanted to do. Mm, yeah, that's good. You know, and it twists the it twists the narrative afterwards. And instead of being somebody who has no discipline or can't control themselves, now you're somebody who has discipline and lived up to the goal. And so whether it was healthy or not, you know, the, the, mental side of it is you're more positive on the other side of it. Yeah, that's really good. I, that's that whole thing going back to like giving yourself back the power instead of making yourself feel like you're a victim or you're powerless. We're not, but we listen to those lies a lot of times and we can take back that. We can say, no, I really do want to have some cheesecake. It's my favorite. I'm going to have you know, I'm going to have two bites. I'm going to have whatever you're going to have. If you're going to say you want to have the whole piece, say it like you said, right. and, and move on, you know, the next day is the next day and you're, you can choose that. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's yeah. really good. Yeah. I think taking, taking back the power um, is a big piece of it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the, in the controlling of what you can control. Yeah. Um, and like you said, when, you know, not using your phone, like controlling what goes in your mind is just as important as controlling what goes in your mouth. It's so true. Yeah. So true. And then stay in with your habits that you like. Um, it's so easy for any of us to fall into that all or nothing, but right. to be like, okay, I blew it. So whatever, you know, but instead of doing that, get right back on track. If you feel like you blew it or you didn't hit what you wanted to do and keep moving every day through the holidays. We can all do that. We don't have, if you can't get in your scheduled workout, find ways to go up and down the stairs extra five times or whatever, you know, Um, something that will get your metabolism up and going and help with that blood chemistry we were talking about as well. Get Mm -hmm. that stuff out of process out of your body. Well, and nowadays with, uh, with so many workouts gone to the Zoom route, you know, they're going to the internet, um, like you said, you've had to do, like having time is not necessarily, you know, an excuse anymore. Because, <laughs> That's you know, true. <laughs> it, you, you don't have to necessarily get in your car and go anywhere. And so you're saving a lot of time of just you know, changing into some comfortable workout clothes and connecting to somebody online such as yourself and doing, doing a workout. Yeah, that's very true. Very true. I think a few of us have found ourselves uh, extremely busy, or, but most of us have found ourselves with a little extra time mm-hmm. that we have to make wise choices with. <laughs> right. So that's just a really good uh just taking 20 minutes getting getting your heart rate going and working hard or or if you have time take a little more but it can make a huge difference yeah it'll keep us 
it also helps keep us sane through the holidays to do that as well. Helps us keep right. our that back to that mental that we talked about. Helps keep us focused. Right. Very true. Uh, mm-hmm. So what? Um, what's your advice for somebody who is like, okay, well, I, I want to work out at home, but you know, I I don't have the equipment or I don't have, you know, all the fancy stuff, um, you know, that you see at a gym or you know any of those things. So like, what's your advice for somebody who is, it, you know, that's their excuse is well, I I would love to, but I don't have this stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I actually have a handout uh, of substitutions you could use right. but um one of my regulars who you know she usually lifts i don't know two 10 pound weights or something on her regular basis in my class but while you know she's pretty she's strong enough to um lift those easily and move well she was traveling and all she had at one place was two water bottles uh, okay. like the disposable water bottles and yeah. She told me after she was like, I can't believe what a good workout I got just holding those two water bottles. Um, she was really amazed. But, you know, she and she um, kept her body moving the whole time. She don't need fancy equipment. And there's a lot that you can use with just your body. Um, but there are some substitutions, like even some books or some canned goods or a jug of water, <laughs> right? you know, something like that. You can do things like that that can get you the good workout because it is hard to buy weights these days too. Yeah. Thankfully, it's not hard to buy bands online and band resistance bands work really well too. Very um, true. Yeah, and they're not expensive. So that's nice. You can find some great affordable ones. Um, but there's so much you can do just moving your body yeah. and um and I encourage people, um, like if they have a step in there, like a stairs, like just to use the bottom step or just to, um, you know, stack a few books that are, they don't mind stepping on that are hard, you know, step up and down on a book sometimes to get your heart rate going a little bit, something like right. that. If, if we're using, right. um, if we want to drive our heart rate up that way. Yeah. Which is important from a, you know, physical fitness standpoint is it, you know, and, and I've, I've told people that cause some people want to start, you know, and they're like, okay, where do I start? What's the best exercise to start with? And, and I'm like, well, you know, if you've, if you've not done any cardio and that's your goal, you know, you start walking obviously before you start running, it's easier on your body, it's easier right. on your joints mm-hmm. and everything. Um, but it, you, you do have to progress, you know, to a jog or, you know, if you're physically able to, your legs can handle it. You need to progress to that for your heart rate to truly get the benefit of it. Um, you know, or you've just got to walk a whole lot, um, <laughs> right? You know, and so from a timing standpoint, most people don't have the time to walk enough to get their heart rate up high enough, right? To be able to do that, so right. that is a, that is a key piece of it. Yes, and one of my fitness journal I just received, they were talking about that for aging, they've found that we need to be doing some power moves, mm-hmm. so some you know coming off the ground with a little jump. We don't have to be jumping on a tall box, um, but we do need to be giving a little uh, stress on the lower body um, and the upper body with things like swings or, you know, something, but just moves that are powerful. Um, And I really, I feel a lot of times I will say to people, 
I mean, I do give modifications, but sometimes I was maybe overly encouraging modifications where they are saying, if you want to be getting up and down out of a chair easily when you're 80, you need to be doing power moves when you're 50, you know, right. and 60. And I was like, okay, this is good. And it's good for me to hear. And those are little things that anybody can do without any equipment. You can do um, something that, you know, and you don't start there, like you said, you don't start with that little jump. You start with going up on your toes or you start with, right. you know. Um, but I thought that was good and encouraging because at my age, I want to figure out the long haul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be playing duck, duck, goose with my grandkids. I want right. to be, you know, want to be getting up and down easily. I want to climb the stairs easily. And I want that for all the people I work with, too. Yeah. Um, if they're around my age. If they're 30, they're probably not thinking that way yet. But they will someday. <laughs> they will someday. And that's one of the things I always tell people when I when I work with them is that, you know, it's if you don't do it when you're young and you feel like you don't need to do it, it just gets harder. And then you're going to wake up one day and go, I wish I could play with my grandkids, but I can't get down on the floor or I can get down, but I can't get up. You know? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. The getting down right. part might be easy, but the getting up right. part is, is too difficult. Um, right. So. Uh, so what we talked a little bit about the psychology. Um and, and we've talked about some excuses and things. What, uh, what do you see from all the people you've worked with as like, I don't want to say the best approach to be, to, to have to, to then come out the other side and be successful with it, because I know everybody has a different approach. Um, but what is like, what, what's the most common piece of everybody's approach, if that makes sense? The people that you've seen that have come out the other side and been successful with continuing an exercise program, continuing to, to be healthy as they've gone through it. So I think one, the thing that I see that's the most beneficial is making it a habit mm -hmm. and not to keep motivation. Like it's good to have your big motivation. What's your why of why you want to be fit. But, um, and we're all geared differently. Like some of us do like that goal of the 5K or you're going to, you know, go hike a mountain or whatever, some specific right. thing. But um, I love all the research into habits and the habits are really so much stronger than motivation. So yeah. even though it may sound awful to you, put it in your schedule and just the more you do it, the easier it will be to do it the next time. Every time you do it, it's going to build, uh, strengthen that resolve, build on the next um, habit and the next sequence of habits. Right. So, and then all of those habits are going to flow over into other areas of your life. So if you're, if you've got your exercise habit down, it's going to be easier to eat healthy. Um, it's going to be easier to go to sleep at night. You know, right. it's, it flows over. So um, I think sometimes we get caught up in, I just, no, I'm not motivated. I'm not motivated. Do it even if you're not motivated. You know, everybody's going to face times when you're not motivated. And um, just if you can just put that out of your head. Right. Set your calendar, do whatever, get your accountability partner, get, you know, whatever will work for you until it can become a habit that you will eventually get to the place where you're like, I don't want to miss that. I, yeah. I know when I miss it and it doesn't feel good. It takes a while to get there if that's not your natural, but it will, it does happen. And so 
I think that's the biggest piece of success that I see. Yeah. Well, and it's, it, it's very true. And, and you can see it like on the physical standpoint, because if you show up for the first time and you have difficulty lifting, you know, a five pound weight, but you keep with it, eventually you're going to move up to the 10 pound weight. True. You know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it, you may not move above that because you may not need it for what your exercise and what your goal is, but you know, you may move up to the 15 pound weight or the 20 sure. pound weight, you know, but you don't start there. And so it's just like with any other habit. Yeah. You've got to, you've got to continue that. Um, and like you said, there's, I mean, I'm an athlete and there's days where I don't want to do, you know, the workout and I don't want to do whatever it is exercise wise, but then I come back afterwards and I'm like, I'm really glad I did that. And I knew I was going to be glad I did that. So, you know, that's why I did it. Sometimes that's the motivation is because you're seeking that after true feeling, even though you don't want to start it. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. I think we, we rarely regret the workouts we did. Right. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Maybe never regret those workouts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so boiling everything down. Well, let's talk about one thing before I get to that. Um, one of the things that you, uh, do as well, or you've, you've done in the past, I don't know how much you're doing now is, is, uh, corporate fitness, which is something that I think was, um, corporate fitness was sort of big, started getting big in like the nineties. Um, and then, you know, it's, I think it's turned into more of a boot camp thing, um, than a true, like where it started. Um, but talk about like how that, how that has, I guess, changed over the years. And if you see that continuing to change, or do you think we're, we're sort of in this for a while? Well, I definitely think that corporations uh, see the need um, as the health benefit for fitness. See, the mm-hmm. need for fitness as a health benefit. I think the way that's looked has changed a lot and will probably keep changing. Um, it seems like more corporations are going towards um, letting the person choose uh, right. different options. You know, uh, leading some workouts. Mine actually um, are with like a, say, a business park where there's multiple corporations in one or two businesses and it's offered for any, it's offered as a benefit to any business that meets in that location. Um, But it is very rare for like one person from a company or one or two to come all by themselves and even to that workout. Whereas if five or six people from a company come, they build such a sense of camaraderie and have fun outside of the office. And I, I just think it has to greatly enrich what happens inside the office. So I wish that more of the CEOs, more of the top people would come and see what's really happening and Mm -hmm. experience that also, then I think they would all highly value it. Um, But I know you'll never reach everyone in the, you know, they're, everyone's not going to be comfortable with, with coming. Sure. But, um, but for those who do, I think they love it. And um, 
And so I, it'll make me sad if that piece totally goes away because I think it is just a, a great uh, back to the mental thing that happens. Right. You know, when those people are totally go away. But I do see that it is changing where, you know, they offer more like you could go to, you can take this and go to the Y or take this and go to Lifetime or you can, right. you know, whatever, yeah. um, and give you a benefit. Just like the health insurance companies are doing the same. Yeah. Um, but but there's a, there's a lot to gain from working out uh, with some people that you know and learn and getting to know them on a different level. So yeah. that's my personal opinion on it. Cool. <laughs> Yeah. So what is, uh, what's the one thing that you would say if somebody came to you and just said, you know, I don't want to do anything that, but just one thing, like just the uh, one thing, what's the most important thing to do to be healthy? Is it food? Is it exercise? Is it sleep? Ooh, that's a tough one, Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Um, I would say moving your body. Yeah. Um, I would just say moving your body in general and not being sedentary if I had to choose. Because even though I believe that phrase that says you can't out train a bad diet, um, I do think that when you move that it does encourage you to maybe make some healthier choices. Not always, but in other areas of your life. And I think that, um, that our bodies were designed to move. Right. We were made to move. We weren't made with what our, you know, what our natural environment draws us to now. Um, yeah. So I think that moving would be my number one choice. But some others would closely follow. <laughs> right, right. No, I would tend to agree with you. Um, yeah. Not, not that, not that moving is the most important piece of it, but I think it's the, like you said, it's the, it's the easiest step to take that then leads to the other ones being followed as well. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. What would you say is the most important piece? Yeah, I would, I would say moving because if you move, um, what I found is that if you move properly, and exercise properly, your body then wants the proper nutri nutrients to refuel itself. And, and as you yeah. said earlier, that when you move properly, you'll sleep better. And so, you know, it, and you get the, the mental benefit of it all. And so it, I think it's nutrition, like you said, may be the most important piece from your actual, when you look at it from a scientific standpoint. True. Um, you know, you break down your cells in a lab. Well, mm -hmm. that may be the most important piece if you want to be like uber healthy, but from just a starting point. Right. Yeah. I think it's the, it's the moving piece. That's the biggest starting point because it's, uh, you know, one of the things, like you said, you can't outwork a, a poor nutritional diet, but right. um, if you start working out, you start to realize how much you have to do to work off what you've eaten. <laughs> true and it makes it's a true uh, uh, that'll true. make you think a couple times before you put in the oreos or the you know whatever right. it is that you're eating so right and i i believe that you know the body that is in motion likes to stay in motion and right. vice versa and all of us have probably i shouldn't say all of this but i personally have 
experience during this whole thing on the couch, watching Netflix when I wouldn't have done that eight months ago. I wouldn't have, you know, but right. I found myself with some extra time. And so when I'm sitting there, then I just feel like sitting there. That's all I feel like doing, except right. maybe I feel like grabbing even my almond flour crackers. Right. <laughs> I grab, you know, I want to eat something while I'm doing that sometimes. It just tends to lead to the unhealthy right. habits. Um, and, you know, whereas the moving tends, I feel, to lead to the healthy habits. So yeah. good state of being active. I want to do that. I you know, want to crash at the end of the day, but I want to, I want to keep moving. So. Right. Cool. Well, I have one more question for you, but before I ask you that, I wanted to give you an opportunity to uh, let people know how they can connect with you if they wanted to, um, you know, if they wanted to check out a virtual workout or, you know, if they're local to you and want to uh, connect with you for an in-person thing, how can they do that? Oh, thanks. Um, so I have a website called health and soul, A-N-D, soul, S-O-U-L, fitness.com. Um, and my email is Pam at healthandsoulfitness.com. And I actually have um, my, I have a few eBooks that I would be happy to um, give away to um, somebody who, if you will tell, if you email me and tell me like your greatest need, like if it was nutrition, I could give you one on mm -hmm. that. I have a new one, a beginner's guide to going great through uh, the next month on your exercise. Cool. So I'd be happy to share that with you. So if you want to send me an email, Pam at healthandsoulfitness.com, I will send you one of those. Awesome. And I'll put that in the yeah. show notes as well. So they can just click the link and do that quickly and easily. And Okay. Uh, that'd be awesome. That's awesome. So uh, my last question, I ask everybody this, and uh, it, we've, we've talked a, probably a lot about it in, in bits and pieces, but what is your, uh, how would you define a healthy lifestyle to someone? Um, that's a great question. I think a healthy lifestyle would be um, coming from a place where you feel good about yourself and you want to give back to the world. And so to be able to do that, so that's kind of my motivation integral. Right. And then I feel like to do that, you, you need and want to take the best care of yourself physically and mentally. So that would be through fitness, through connecting with people, through connecting with for me through, and I would believe for everyone through connecting with God, through um, your proper nutrition, eating food that God made um, instead of the stuff in a bag or box. Um, <laughs> I think all of those work together to um, just give us that healthy lifestyle that puts us in a good space mm -hmm. to be able to give back to our that's awesome. No, and I fully agree with that, that, that the goal should not just be to have the, the perfect body from a physical standpoint, but it's to be healthy enough to help someone else, mm. you know, whether it's, 
whether it's your grandkids getting up off the floor or, <laughs> you know, uh, being able to, you know, mow the yard of your neighbor when they're in need or, you know, whatever right. it is that, that you're healthy enough and physically able enough to be able to do that. I think it's huge. So, well, I appreciate you being on Pam. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jerry. I appreciate it too. It was great to connect and uh, yeah, grateful to you for, you know, getting us all to think about being healthy and um, yeah, giving back to our world. Thanks for checking out the All in Health and Wellness Confidence Through Health podcast. Our goal is to use health as a conduit to help you reach your goals in life. I think I like it deep inside. I feel the fire in me. She like the milky, steamy cream into the coffee in me. She got soul in the sway.